hello, and thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the She Means Business Podcast, where we bring together badass women business owners, industry leaders, and other aspiring women to celebrate their success and empower you. I am your host, Ashley Masowski. I'm a business owner, wife, and mom of twin toddlers. Ambitious is my middle name. Join our email list and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You'll find inspiring content, updates, and the chance to connect with like-minded individuals. Remember to leave a review and share how we've inspired you. Now, let's get to business. Today's guest is such an awesome business owner that is all about branding and marketing, which is something that I personally geek over. So I, I think I say like I secretly wish I could be a creative designer, even though I have not one ounce of creativity like skill set for this type of work. But I understand the importance of it when building your business. And I just, from the get-go, it's so important. I'm also that sucker that buys a product because they have cute packaging when the product itself is probably garbage. So that's me and that's me in a nutshell. So her and I met through networking, which we both understand um, how invaluable that is for your business. And I've always followed her on social media, and I love what she does for her um, clients. And she always has great ideas, and she's been helping me along the way every so often since technology is not my friend, and I'm always having issues here and there. So today's guest knows what it takes um, for hard work and to build a business from the ground up. So please welcome Stephanie Ortiz. Thank you. Thank you. That's such a great intro. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. I know. Well, it's always important, right? So (laughs) True, true to build up that intensity. Exactly. Well, tell our myself too, but you have an awesome story. So how did you get to where you are today? So give us your story, your background, and how you decided to open your business. Okay. So this is a long one. I Totally fine. <laughs> so my mom came here. Let's start from the beginning, right? My mom came here sure. when she was probably like 21. She's typical Mexican that crossed the border went through the river, everything, and came here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, she's... Very cool. She's, like, legit an immigrant. She's legal now, so, you know. But... (laughs) (laughs) But she was one of those um, when it was easier to cross, I guess. So she crossed, and um, she came here because her mom was here already and told her, hey, just come. There's a lot more opportunity for you here. So I was born in L.A. She came with uh, to go see my grandma, was born in L.A., and my mom started working as a maid. Um, that's how I remember growing up. So she worked as a maid mm-hmm. with um, working at Beverly Hills with like a big yeah. mansion. And she would take me with her sometimes when she didn't have a babysitter. So I remember taking maybe like a 30 to 40 minute drive from where we lived all the way in Glendale, all the way to Beverly Hills and seeing everything change, seeing these big houses. That <laughs> massive difference, mass- right? Yeah, exactly. It's such a culture change. To go from where we were living to see that and see how other people lived, you know? Mm-hmm. And so she would take me and this this house I remember oversaw because there's hills everywhere, right? So it oversaw yeah. like everything and it just, it made me feel like I want to have this one day. I want to be able- Give you good dreams. Exactly. Like I want to be able to mm-hmm. have this and, and give this to my mom instead of having her clean something like this. 
Right, right. So my mom was always pretty much a single mom. Um, she did date someone for about four or five years of my life, which is the closest thing to a dad that I actually know. And so when mm-hmm. they split up, my mom decided to come to Las Vegas. And when she came to Las Vegas, she worked at the state line because when you work in a casino, you have to have experience. And at state line, they don't require that experience. So she mm-hmm. was there for about three years um, driving all the way to state line and coming back and even have tr- wow. having like a second job um, trying to provide because I went to a, a private school ever since I was in kindergarten wow. all the way to what was it right before high school because I decided not to do high school um, she paid for a private school I mean granted it was St. Christopher here it was not like the most expensive thing but it was still a private school but still yeah and so like <laughs> private school is private school <laughs> it's expensive and so like now even yeah. me with Vincent looking for a private school it's like a thousand dollars a month and I'm like I have no idea how my mm-hmm. mom did this I'm sure it was you know, inflation yep. and stuff, but it's still a lot. Right. <laughs> it's it's yeah, still oh yeah. a lot. So, um, especially when it you can get education for free. Exactly. That's you know that's it, you know that they're spending money and that it's valuable to them. Exactly. For this money to be spent. Exactly. And I remember my mom would always tell me, Steph, my goal is for you to be a better version of me, to do something better than. Mm than what I'm doing. Um, and I, and the same, you're going to want the same thing for your kid. You want them to do something yep. better than where you left off. And so yep. seeing her struggle and like working two jobs for so long gave me a really sense of value for hard work and a value for providing for my family. So when I decided to start my own business, um, I started it mostly because of a couple of different reasons, but mostly because I wanted that freedom, Right. The freedom that mm-hmm. everybody talks about, that everybody wants. Yep. And I don't know about you, but that mind shift, because I grew up with my mom exchanging money for time, that mind mm-hmm. shift of, oh, I have to work hard in order to get that money in return took me a couple of years. It literally took me like three or four years after starting my business. I still think I'm working on it, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> to, to really understand that concept, because as a business owner, you have so many opportunities and so many ways that you can make money that it doesn't always have to be with time, a, a time exchange. And so um, that's really what got me to, to where I am right now. Yep. And and when did, when did you open your business? In 2014. So okay. in, I knew it's been a while. I knew you've had it for a while. So that's awesome. Yeah. So almost 10. Nine years. 10 years next year. Yeah, 10 years wow. next year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That is, and that's hard to find, especially small businesses. The when you hit that ten year mark, e- e- even five to me, yeah. to me the goal is like, okay, if I get to five, I've, I've made it. Right. <laughs> like, which I'm almost there. But ten is awesome. That's that's really cool. Thank you. So tell us about your business and how you came to open your business. Right. So um, I went to high school at ATEC. If you're in Vegas, you know what ATEC is. Um, it's a magnet mm-hmm. school. So I went to high school and I was learning a trade and the trade was graphic design. Um, when I was done with high school, I decided I still want to continue graphic design because I love the creative arts. I love I love to draw. Like I love everything about it. So I went to high uh, I went to college for that. I got my BS in um, graphic design. And mm-hmm. Um, I started working in the industry. And when I started working in the industry, I noticed that a lot of businesses, like the end product is not designed. So I used to work at like a print shop or um, 
what was the other one? A screen printing where they did t-shirts mm-hmm. or actual printing. I used to work at overnightprints.com. And all of these companies, I used to work at the news even. I used to do the little graphics okay. in the when they would do the anchors. Yeah. So all of these uh-huh. things, like design aided in them, but it wasn't the main focus. And they would always be like, oh, you can design something in like three minutes. We need to push it out and just print it, right? Or we need to push out and just, and just create whatever product it is. And I also worked at another company, well, the last one that I did where I actually met my partner, Olivia. Um, they did videos, so content and... Hmm. Well, how would I say it? Like courses. It, they they okay. were doing mm-hmm. that before, you know, TikTok and before it started. Oh, before, I was going to say before it even like Exploded. blew up and yeah. now everybody does content and courses. Exactly. <laughs> like they were servicing people like Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, like those kind of motivational speakers cool. and creating content for them mm-hmm. and courses that they would be able to charge people for a membership. And what we would do is we would take their script and put graphics into it for the editors to create the video and cut the the video, right? So even with that, it was like, okay, make the graphics fast because we need to push it out. And so I would see that and I would say, well, we can create such a better product if we actually focus on the design first and then the product that we're creating, that's secondary. The first thing should be the design and what is the design Mm -hmm. saying? And so when I started my yeah. business, I wanted it to be designed first, no matter what we're doing, even if it's a website, even if the end product is a website. Well, wouldn't that, and to me, that makes sense, which is why I always think I secretly was, because then you create everything from that, right? Exactly. Like, and Because then you get a better product and it makes sense. So design, design, people don't really understand the definition of it. So design is art with function. So what's the function that oh, you're... I like that. Okay. So what's the function that you're trying to do? If you're creating a flyer, like we have clients come and like, I just want a flyer. I'm like, okay, what is it for? <laughs> Are you going to print it? What's the main message? And so like, I ask all of these different questions yep. and some of them are just like, dude, I just want a flyer. Like, but I can't do my part without... There's so much more. If I hear one more person go, I'm going to Fiverr to get my logo design, I'm literally going to be like... What? <laughs> right. No, right. Am I supposed to take your business seriously right now? Thank you. And and that's the thing that yes. I try to preach all the time, right? My biggest thing that I say all the time, it's like, if you're a coffee shop, that does not mean you have to have a coffee bean in your logo. Okay? Please don't do that. <laughs> yep. Because then you look like every other... Can I cuss? <laughs> yes, You look absolutely. like every other basic bitch out there. And your business <laughs> will be confused with your competitor because they also have a freaking bean. So, yep. yeah. What what makes you stand out? What can we do to make you stand out and be different? Exactly. Than all the other ones. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's it's what makes you stand out and the the way that we figure out what makes you stand out is what makes you different. What is your process mm-hmm. different? Is there um is it you? Because for example, in your industry, they're buying from you. You know? Yep. I mean, it, yep. there's a lot of people that do insurance. They're buying from you because yep. they know you. So what makes you different? Right. And how can I compete against the billion dollar companies or should I say the companies that spend billions of dollars in marketing? How do I? And, you know, it's funny because we're having this conversation. And of course, I opened my agency before I knew you, but without articulating it or knowing to me, that was so important is now my name isn't the most original, but I knew I didn't want my my personal name in my agency, because I think it's, it's so much bigger. I want, you know, I want so much more out of it than just tied to my name. 
but I like I those are all things that I thought of and that were already worked into my startup costs. Yeah. Because to me it was so much more important. I'm like, how are you supposed to take me seriously as a licensed professional advisor mm-hmm. if my website isn't professional, if my f- image is an umbrella with nothing, no, like just anything with no thought to it, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, granted, my agency logo is a rectangle, but it, like to me, it just had more thought to it. You know what I mean? So I put more thought into it. And I don't think a lot of mm-hmm. people that are starting businesses maybe think of that. And I love that this entire, so far, you've literally like, this is what business 101 should teach you. Yeah. Like you're starting a business. Yeah. You like you have to start with your design and you clearly, you know, go through the onboarding and that's not the right word I can think of, but you're, you know, the process, right? Like the process of of walking through and there's even a process that should come before your logo, which is your messaging, right? And like, how are you going to present yourself? What is your mission? What's your brand? What's your position in the market? Um, mm-hmm. and people don't even think about that. And it's even to this day, I like when they come for a logo, I'm like, you should do this part. And I try to explain it to them. And some of them are like, yeah, but no. And I understand if they're just starting out because I tell right. them if you're just, and things evolve exactly. too, right? Like, right. Yeah. And so if you're starting out, that's fine. But in three years, once you actually know who you are and who your customers are, that's when you should start that process. So you can actually brand yourself mm-hmm. properly. That's why our ideal client is usually been in business for three years. Unless they have that startup cost, they don't understand. Yeah, for sure. And I totally, totally dropped the ball, but we didn't even say your business name. So cast design team, right? So my fault. We'll have all of your contact information (laughs) in all of the episodes. I I was like so excited. I'm like, Stephanie, and then I realized I didn't even say cast design team. So what is all that? um, So obviously you meet other small businesses and you got into the design industry because you saw a need. You saw the need that, you know, the design is kind of like back of mind, which by the way, I, I appreciate this country for being able to have the American quote unquote American dream. Anybody can open a business, man. I've seen a lot of real businesses flop and it's so costly financially and even mentally, it's like I wish there was like a like a business 101 course you had to take before you were even allowed <laughs> to open a business. And I know some of the su- most successful ones are probably like hole-in-the-wall businesses that are referral only. But at the end of the day, the 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 just everything has evolved. And it's like I was just talking to, you know, one of our um uh podcast guests. And she's all about social media. And it's mm-hmm. like you you go to your web. You used to go to the website to vouch, you right. know, for a business and who are they and let me see how, you know, professional they are and how good they are. Now you go to social media. So you probably have to keep up with all of these trends yeah. and all of this stuff. So, um, you know, I just think <clears throat> owning a business is great and it's awesome that anybody can do it. But there's so much more to it. And I hope people you know, take that into account when they're working on their dream. And I'm not saying not to do it. Right. Absolutely do it. 100% It's the best thing I've ever done. And I'm sure you'll agree, but do it the right way. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's very powerful because there's a lot of people that start their businesses because they're really good at what they do. Right. And they mm-hmm. think, oh, I yeah. can do it, probably get more money. 
But there's so many other aspects to owning a business. Mm -hmm. I had to learn that. And you had to learn that, you know. Mm -hmm. There's bookkeeping. Like, I'm not a freaking bookkeeper. The financial part is the worst part. (laughs) That is the the pain in my ass, right? Right. Yep, yep. And people don't think about that. They're just like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really good at, I'm going to be like, I'm an electrician. I should open my own company. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but there's a difference between having a one person company and being an actual mm-hmm. business, right? It's, yes. it's a jump. It's a mindset shift. It's so many different things that it can't just be, I'm going to go do the work and come back home. Like that just, right. it just doesn't nope. work. It does not. I'm sorry. The nightmares happen. Yeah. The, you know, like you live and breathe it. But then once, you know, once you get going and you do it the right way, then, you know. It's very if freeing. You build it, yeah. If you do it the right 100%. way, it's definitely yeah. freezing. You have processes in place. You have everything. It just, it makes sense for you. And there's some people even that I even say, if you don't have the capacity to, to be able to juggle all these things, or even have that mental load, mm-hmm. it can drive you crazy. It can literally give you oh, mental yeah. illness because it's a lot. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, it is for sure. You live and breathe it. And this is what you have to have. Like it's, there's the good, but there's always the bad, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, it's a balance and it's, a, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. So when you, when you opened in 2014, what were some of the struggles um, that you faced early on, um, you know, nine years is awesome. So I just can't give you enough kudos for that. But what were or maybe are still, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're all different. Like as you right. go yeah. and grow your business, the struggles change. But what early on um, were some of the struggles that you faced when you decided to open your own? Early on, it was getting clients, right? Like <laughs> everybody has still that initial right? like thing yeah. of like, where, like, where do I get clients? How am I going to feed my family? Right. Like, what am I going to do? How am I going to get clients? Yeah. Um, for me, in the beginning, it was a lot of networking. And I figured that, mm-hmm. thank God, really early on. It's like, you have to network. You have to introduce yourself. You have to know other people in the community. And then eventually, they refer you, right? So that was, like, yeah. one of our first struggles. The second one was obviously the finances. Once we actually mm-hmm. started getting more money, we had to figure out how to <laughs> correctly yes. report that, right? So we don't get in yes. trouble. Yes. Yep. And now, actually, one of our biggest struggles is how do we educate people, like what I told you, on why why they need what we do, right? So, Well, and it's interesting because when you said when you first opened and networking, my question, my follow-up to that was, you really have to paint a picture. You really have to explain the importance of branding and design and from the get-go so just about what you said is what how how do you do that how do you how do you tell people how important this really is yeah and and that's our biggest struggle right now because I'll be honest like people call and they're like I need a logo how much is it and I know off the bat that's probably (laughs) not gonna be my client if they're shopping for price yeah (laughs) yeah I'm like that's not gonna work right I try to educate them, but if they just think they need just a logo, it's never going to work, right? So what we've seen kind of worked is we just revamped our website and made it look a lot more professional and Mm -hmm. showing what we can do with our own brand. People look at it and they're like, I want that. How do I get that? So even my business card, I know we haven't seen each other in a while. It's like a super thick, translucent 
business card on. Oh, cool. I'll have it okay. with me. With See, um, I also appreciate the fact that you still have business uh, business cards. My partner, as you know, Daniel, yeah. is uh, hates them. And so him and I, I was like, I need to order new business cards. And he's like, why are we paying for business cards? And I was like, look, yeah, I still like business cards. I have the old school mentality. I'm ordering business cards. So thank you for backing my decision. So I hope Daniel's listening. You to can this. always refer, like refer to Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Send him my way. I'd be like, Daniel, come on, <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> right, right. Because it's really important. There's still people. I mean, that's where the personal touch comes in too, right? Like that's where yeah. the the personal touch comes in, where they actually feel something, and it's mm-hmm. it's going to sound kind of weird, but they like they feel you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, no, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So that, and how have you kind of shifted because a lot has changed since 2014, right? So how have you shifted to educating and telling your story more and providing or explaining the value of what you guys do? So a lot of what we do is we offer, um, consult like a free, like 30 minute kind of talk about it. Once Mm -hmm. they start telling me like their challenges and I start listening, sometimes I give them advice on the spot. Olivia sometimes says you're giving too much away, but I'm like, I understand, but that's how I show them that I know what I'm talking yeah. about and that I can actually yeah. help them. Right. It's yeah. not like if I, get, it's not like if I got, if I get the answer or if they get the answer, they're going to implement it. Oh. Right. They're not going to know how to, um, but reverberating right, right. back what they've told me and that lets them know that I understand. So that's been one of them, the website and like how we show our brand off has been another one. And this is another struggle that we sometimes get is sometimes when people see our work, they're like, oh, you're way too expensive. And they think we're more expensive than what we are, which is a good thing. But we're like, no, like we're still affordable. We're in between like that freelancer and an actual like big agency that you would pay. We're right in the middle. Um, so we could you could still probably afford us. I mean, it's it's a bigger investment. Right. but <laughs> Right. But sometimes they only see, okay, well, you get all of this, you're quoting a logo design or, you know, something. And, you know, it's a big pain point for me and our agency is we never try to talk about, we understand we're consumers. I'm a consumer too, right? Mm -hmm. Like price is always important. I get it. Right. But protection in my industry is more important. Wouldn't you rather protect your assets or just have enough protection for your family. Right. And then go to price. And so it's like, I, I totally get it. You you deal with the same thing. So you're like, okay, well, we might be more expensive, but look at what you're going to get with it. Right. And you're going to get our experience, right? Versus, you know, somebody who doesn't get to know you, somebody who maybe isn't as talented or has a different, you know, feel or doesn't understand, I, you know, sometimes hate saying this, but like your vibe, like it's so important that you get that when you're working with them. So. Oh yeah. Totally get that. Yeah. And we've had a lot of people come to us because they're like, Oh, I worked with Fiverr and they didn't understand what I wanted. I'm like, okay, how often did you talk to them? Did you hop on an hour call with them? What was the communication like? And they're like, well, we messaged them. I'm like, okay, you get what you pay for. It's it's the time, right? If you're paying- sometimes I like to flip it, you'd be like, what do you make an hour? Okay. 
Would you accept, you know, $5 an hour for your job? No. So then why am I any different? (laughs) Right. No. And that's true. And I've done that before too. Like, I think I did that with a pitch deck. I'm like, your product is 13 grand. I'm asking for $2,000. If it actually sells, look at the profit that you're going to make. Right. (laughs) Some people are so tunnel vision. I'm like, ah, it doesn't work that way. Look at the big picture. Put yourself in the shoes. But some people... I mean, part of being a business owner, and I'm learning too, um, I'm still more on the infancy stage than you are, mm-hmm. but some, not all clients are are what we want. And you can be choosy and you can be like, nope, cake rocks, yes. or you're not a good fit. And so one of the benefits of being a business owner, right, is you can love the people that you work with. <laughs> yes. The fact that you can actually choose your clients Mm-hmm. Um, is very powerful. Yes. It's very powerful. Yes. Discover peace of mind from safeguarding your family's future to shielding your company's assets. First Choice Insurance has you covered. Ask for a review or quote today. And, you know, I, I and I'm curious on your take on this because you know, when I started my agency, I had I went from being the breadwinner to commission only, right? Like I only make commission if I sell stuff. How am I going to feed my family? So I felt the need to write all the business that was flown my way. And you know, it's like, okay, so I need that money, right? Cuz I have to pay my bills. But a lot of the people were time sucks. And if I could go back in time, I would tell business owners and people told me this too, but I'm like, you know, I got, I, I need to write the business and then I'll, but even the people sometimes that I knew I shouldn't write are the ones that take up my time anyways, that I could have been either prospecting for new clients or putting my energy towards other clients. Right. And it's one thing that I like, I wish I didn't start with a lot of money with my agency. So it was one of those like, catch 22s. But for anybody listening that wants to start a business is, you know, to really financially put yourself out there and value yourself and what you're actually doing, right? To be okay to be picky. Yeah. Because some people are just time sucks. Yeah. And I totally understand when you're starting, like you said, to Mm -hmm. pick up everything that's thrown your way. Yeah. But there comes a point where either you're going to get exhausted of it, which usually comes first, or you start valuing your time. Yeah. Because you know what? And I had a financial friend of mine uh, who's a CFP talk about this. She's like, a lot of business owners don't think about how much their hour is worth Mm -hmm. when they break it down. Yep. And if you were to break it down, you need to do that so you know where you're allocating your time. Yep. Right? Yep. But yeah, I, t- I totally, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think <laughs> of like those, those clients that I'm like, why did I even waste my time on? I'm like, they, <laughs> they had no, va- they had no respect for anything that yeah. I did for anything that I do. And then I had to laugh on one of them. I mean, nobody was injured. So I'm going to preface mm-hmm. that. I would never laugh if anybody was injured um, right. or in an accident, but they went against my recommendation and didn't get the coverage that I had recommended because they wanted to save $20 a month, something ridiculously stupid. 
And they call me and they're like, oh, it was a rental car situation. They didn't want the rental car coverage. Put it on like everybody. It's like $20 a year. Like it's $20 a year, but I I don't need it. They're hit by somebody who doesn't have insurance. Hello. Welcome to Las Vegas. And they, their car was in the shop and they needed a car to get to and from work. Oh, well, remember that coverage? And I actually was able to pull up all the emails. I was like, I had recommended it and it was literally $4 a month. And you said you didn't want it. So now you can Uber really expensive and just hope they fix the car really fast. It's like, but, and, and I remember spending a lot of time on that. And I'm like, why, why did I, I went back and I was like, why did I even waste my breath? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because I had a conversation with someone yesterday about this and she's more of like, what does she do? She does like projections for businesses and Mm -hmm. stuff. Like she's Mm -hmm. really interesting to talk to. And she was telling me like, people don't understand that money is resource, like a first level resource. Like you can go and get more money. You can't go and get more time, Mm -hmm. more energy. Like Mm -hmm. those are level two resources. And if every business would understand that, they would actually spend the money to maybe outsource or to, you know, actually do things that would help them to Mm -hmm. increase the level one in resource. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, So it just reminds me of that, you know? Yeah. Well, and I, when I, right before I opened my agency, I'm like, okay, do I really want to open my own business again? Or, I mean, I literally could have probably just called any corporate office, made six figures and not had to worry about it. But I knew I'd be tied. I knew I'd be stuck working the corporate life and that wasn't for me. And there's nothing bad about it. It's not for, you know, some people are excel and do great at it. But to me, my time and flexibility was so important. In fact, we just did, um, I'm, I'm doing a, a hacking habit, habits, hacking, I'm not even going to say it right. Hacking <laughs> happiness habits. Okay. She, I, she should have, you know, tongue, tongue twister. And she was like, you know, think of your three core values. And one of my core values was flexibility. I like that is so important to me. And now as a mom, knowing that I could just go pick up my kids or as they get older, I can go to their games. Like to me, that was so important and more important than making, you know, now don't get me wrong. I'm a business owner. I want to make money, but (laughs) I, I want that balance. I want that, you know, flexibility. So how has that, uh, you know, worked with you and, and opening your work from home? You don't need an office. You don't, you know, you have that, how that's probably been an important thing in your life. And especially since opening your business. Yeah. Flexibility was definitely one of my biggest thing is not being tied to an employer Mm -hmm. because the last employer that I was in, they let us, they let me and Olivia go at the same time. Oh. And Olivia looked at me and she, you know, she's coming from Cuba. So she's like, I don't like that someone dictates whether I have money or not. And I looked at her. Amen. Like, You're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like that either. Nope. Now that you say that. Mm-hmm. So when we did start the business, Olivia went to go work for someone for two years and while I was actually building it. Okay. And so within two years, I was able to say, get ready you know, you leave, you're about to leave your job, hop That's off awesome. and let's do this and go full, full on. And ever since then, of course, we've been able to pay our yep. bills. That's <laughs> awesome. And now you have an awesome, awesome family. Yeah. And how old is Vincent now? He's turning three next month. Um, I, for some crazy. reason, I thought he was a little bit older. So then my kids are 
that wasn't much earlier than mine then. Because they just yeah, turned no, two. Yeah. I didn't realize it was only a year. Di- I was thinking it was a few years difference. Mm-mm. No, Ugh. it was only a year's difference. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so with the flexibility, like, I love mm-hmm. it because, yep. you know, today he has a doctor's appointment at four. And I'm like, yeah, I can stop working and push, yep. you know, kind of move it back. It's not an issue. Mm-hmm. He has a trunk or treat event at his daycare. Yeah, yep. we can do it. We volunteered to do it, you know? Yep. Yep. So it's it's awesome that he sees that. Yeah. You know, and that he sees a different way than what I saw with my mom. Yep. For and, sure. And that's really important for me too. Yeah. And, and I try to get him under, to understand that even if he has like a six day or something and he stays at home, mm-hmm. you know, one of us is with him and then yep. he tries to go to, to mommy and I'm like, no, mommy's working. You know, mommy <laughs> needs to work. This is what we do when yep. we're not in yep. daycare. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know? We got to afford daycare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she's doing that. And I'm yep. here with you though. You yep. know, like I'm able to be with you. Yeah. Um. So he see, he sees all that and, and I think it's really good for him to see. And that. I think it's important. I like, I like that they can grow up and see like yeah. there's more to, you know, I, I don't, I've never been a time puncher. I've always, oh. you know, my parents raised me yeah. with, and I, I know you've had this cause you saw your mom and her work ethic. So I know you mm-hmm. have the work ethic and I, I feel like that's gone away with this new generation and people, you know, I'm all about experiences and I'm all about living life, but you, you know, somebody's got to pay for this stuff. Like money doesn't grow on trees and we can still be hard workers and good workers without, you know, having to sacrifice There's There's always going to be sacrifices in anything, but you know, I think if they see us working hard, but they can also see the other side of it too. Like we put in our time. We do this, but then we can also do this. And so I, I like them seeing this and I like them being able to see that, you know, you still work hard and you can work hard. And with that comes the flexibility right. and the responsibility that, you know, you get to to run your business and be the boss. And nobody right. can tell you whether you should have money or not have money. Now it's in your hands. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's interesting because it's like, it's like that yin yang, right? It's like Mm -hmm. you, you have to work hard in order to be able to play, right? But the working hard always comes first. For sure. Yeah. Before you, before you're able to play. For sure. But, um. That's so cool. Um, now what, what are all of the services that you guys offer for your business? And then what parts do you and what parts do Olivia do? Like what, first of all, kudos because I can never work with my spouse. (laughs) So I and always have more respect for that, time. especially live and work and, and I love them to death, but I'm like, mm, mm, no, <laughs> it is a lot. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's probably good days seven. and there's probably bad days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's days where we just fight over like, who's going to make the chicken today. You know, it's like stupid things, yep. but, um, yeah. So what we do, uh, at the forefront, everything goes back to branding. So branding is like in the center of what we do. Branding yep. includes, um, messaging frameworks, you know, persona development. Um, so the people yeah, that don't know that they're coming to you that need to open a business, you literally can just f- from scratch, like, no, we will help you develop the whole process. So not even yeah. can they come to you without a, a name, without a business name, like you're doing it from the very, very get-go. Exactly. From cool. the very, very get-go, we can mm-hmm. help them. Uh, do the branding. And then from there, we can extend to the visual identity, which is the logo, 
um, their, any flyers, business cards, things like that, how they look. Um, then it's website design, no matter okay. what type of website that they need. Any, well, I, I love WordPress, but I can also do Shopify and Square okay. if needed. Mm-hmm. Um, to marketing. So marketing, helping them with um, any type of like ads or yep. you know, social media, yep. things like that. And then the last piece that we do is uh, product design. So it could be product development, 3D renderings. Um, if you have a physical location, how do you extend that brand into your physical location? What does that look like? Yep. And everything in between. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. So yep. now what part do you do and what part does Livy do? Um, so I do a lot of the, um, what do I do? I do a lot of the website. <laughs> You're like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I well. Do what, yeah, I know. <laughs> I do a lot of the website marketing and client development. Okay. You know, like like going to networking and stuff. Yep. And Olivia does um, a lot of the branding and the 3D design. Because oh, she's, very cool. She's an industrial designer. So awesome. it's, it's it's kind of a little different. Yeah. Um, I tell her she's like a level up from, from graphic designer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that, that's what we do. <laughs> that's so cool. That's awesome. I, I the it's It's always intriguing. I love learning about... And that's part of me. I love business insurance because I love learning. I can't, it doesn't leave me when I walk into a business. My mind automatically goes to how does this operate? How is like everything set up? Like I can't turn that off. I can't, like I just, I love to learn about businesses. I love to learn how you figured it, you know, the, the process from start to finish. I like to learn like, the ins and outs of it, even on an industry that I don't know, for some reason, that's just the operational stuff is always intriguing to me. So it's it's just mm-hmm. my mind doesn't really turn that part off. So I'm like, yeah, I could care less, you know. And before I uh, opened my agency, I came from insurance. I've been doing insurance for 15 years, but I I kind of like had a, a glimmer of what could I do? Like, do I need? Do I want to stay in insurance? Do I want to go and at the end of the day, I was like, well, I love operations. And so I was talking with a friend of mine who owns a floral company. And I'm like, I know nothing about flowers. I think they're pretty. <laughs> but <laughs> right. at the end of the day, you can go in. I can, I can, st- I still love it. I, you know, owned a bakery and I hate mm-hmm. baking, but I loved <laughs> the operational side of it. I loved piecing it together and learning about it. So now I know way more than I ever should about the baking aspect. But I, you know, it's just, it's fun. Like that's, you know, fun stuff, but that's the way my mind works. So I'm like, sometimes it's, I can't just go and enjoy a business. I have to, <laughs> I have to be like, oh, how do they do this? <laughs> and it's interesting that you like the operational side because I don't, I don't, I don't care for it. Because <laughs> you're the creative. I'm like, I, I love seeing them, but I'm like, how do you come up with that? Like that's nuts. Yeah. Like for me, when I meet a new business, I want to learn more about like what you're, how you, how are you interacting with your clients? Yeah. You know, yeah. how do they see you? Yeah. What can you do to like yeah. be in their mind more? Like that always intrigues me more. Even if I'm, you know, just asking questions, I'm like, sure. well, yeah. what do you do here? What do you do here? You know, mm-hmm. what about this? Have you thought about this? And yep. that's like, I love doing that too yep. for businesses. For sure. For sure. And I mean, it, it goes, I mean, it's all part of it. Like, you're not going to have put together a stuffy logo. And, you know, when you're trying to go after the Gen Z market, like, the, you know, it's not, yeah. um, you know, it's so funny. We were, I'm in a networking group now, and we we're putting together 
um, my, the girl in the group was putting together a flyer and it was very, the way my description of it is, um, was very cartoonesque. It was, it's like a, mm. a breakfast brunch. Uh, we'll have omelets there, you know, at, at the, at the event. And I'm like looking at it and I go, I mean, it's a cool design. I, I actually yeah. like the design, but I'm like, eh, it's not very professional ish, but she's like, no, this is what all the kids like now. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I like it, but it's not my style by any means. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm old now. I forget that there's like all the youngins underneath and these Gen Z's and people that I like. I'm like, oh, yeah. It was my first glimmer into I'm older than I thought I felt. (laughs) And that's another thing that I like talking with businesses about. Like you mentioned it before. How do you get this new generation to actually even work for you? Like mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of businesses talk about retention and how it's oh, really bad out issue. there mm-hmm. with retention. Yep. And I come at it at a, with a branding standpoint. I'm like, well, if you think about it, these kids now, they want to actually do something in the world and mm-hmm. they want to stand yep. for something. Yep. So if you have a brand that encourages your employees, like we're helping our clients do X, Y, Z. We're helping yeah. the world by doing yeah. like they eat that shit up. You know, oh, yeah. they love it. Yeah. And the a lot culture of businesses- and the, it's exactly. Yep. Yep. What can you do to better this world? And that's, it's all about having the right buzzwords and the right, but, but also having, you know, obviously you have to walk the talk too. Right. Exactly. And, right. But that's what you can help. And that's, and that's a massive issue right now is, you know, mm-hmm. people, I think the workforce is still hard when it comes to finding the right job, but they're willing. What I've noticed is people are willing to be unemployed until they find mm-hmm. the right fit. They're willing to take that hit versus just jumping in to get a paycheck. They're like, no, if it doesn't resonate with me or if it's not the right culture fit, I'm going to sit and wait. And I actually kind of respect that a little bit. Like, I appreciate you being a little bit pickier than I would. Yes. Yes. So totally agree agree with that. It's interesting with with that new market and what you can do with the young people nowadays. They just and the other thing that I heard is that you need to hire for uh talent. It's no longer if they can do the job, it's like talent. And then when you have them, you make them into a specialist, right? So like they're the yep. specialist of, you know, running the 3D printer for example, whatever that yep. is. And yeah. so they feel like they're important and they feel like, oh, I yeah. know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And um, like they, they called it make them a leader. Yeah. And empower them. Yeah. They want the empowerment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like that's yeah. what they want. And I, it's so funny because a couple of years ago I had this idea. I was like, I think in the future, what I think is going to happen is everyone's going to hire freelancers based on what they're good for. So you're going to hire, for example, your VA, or it's going to become your front desk, right? Your bookkeeper mm-hmm. is actually going to be a freelancer because that's what they do. That's what they love to do. And um, I just I see it more and more going in that way, especially with yep. people opening their business and offering one service. Like I do this really, really well. Yep. Who needs this? You know? Yep. Which is funny you say that because our agency is very much already like that. We have assistants, mm-hmm. but then we have like specialists. So I've got a personal lines, you know, sales and advisor. And then we have commercial sales and advisor. And then we've got the service. And then we've got the retention. And then, you know, so it's, 
100%. Like that's actually pretty yeah. spot on. Like you, you really, because it's, there's so much to know. And mm-hmm. so then you're just empowering somebody even more to even be better at their job or grow or, you know, just show yeah. like how you really show that value for that seat and for their, you know, for their position. Exactly. And yeah. like, even when I meet other social media managers, I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. What do you like to do? What, mm-hmm. what is your, what are you really good at? Like, yeah. oh, I love to do LinkedIn ads. I do everything else, but LinkedIn ads is my thing. I'm like, cool. I'll put you down for that if I ever need Oh my gosh. I, I mean, social <laughs> media just in Facebook is different than Instagram, even though they're under mm-hmm. the same roof and TikTok. And then Instagram came out with threads. But that, when that happened, I literally, I shut my brain off. I was like, I, I can't keep up with all these things. I'm like, it's just too much. I was like, I'm great at insurance. I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's crazy. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's, it's interesting how, and hopefully it goes that way because then people right. actually love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. it'll make sense. And it's so important. Like, and I think the passion shows too. Like when you're talking mm-hmm. to somebody, like I, I feel like I'm, I mean, I'm not going to talk to anybody else, but I feel like when I'm out there, you know, talking about insurance, you can see that I'm actually passionate about wanting to help people. And that's what yeah. I'm doing. I'm I'm really just helping. And then I like come from the education standpoint. So I, I want you to understand. Then when we're done talking about it, you don't have to remember it. That's what I'm here for. You know, like, but at least you left the conversation knowing that you feel protected. And now you never have yeah. to open your eyes. You know, you never have to deal with it again or remember what we said. And just here's the phone number to pick up when we have questions. <laughs> Right, right. It's it's education and transparency, right? Yeah. It's like, this sure. is what you're getting. This is why you're getting. This is why I think, like, like with that car thing, you know, this is yep. why I think you should need it. If anything ever happens, you're, yeah. you're mm-hmm. covered, right? So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Awesome. Well, I was, I'm so happy that you were able to come on here. We haven't talked for a little while. So I was like, oh, yes, I got to get Stephanie on. I was like, this is awesome. So <laughs> thank you for coming. We'll have um, all of your information Anybody, please, she's so knowledgeable, as you heard for the last hour. Any questions, definitely reach out. All of her information will be there. So thank you for coming and sharing your story with us. Thank you. This was so much fun. I appreciate it. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Ashley Masowski. Tune in next time for more inspiration and stories from women who've made an impact. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Special shout out to Little Dog Social Media for making all of this come together.